Welcome to the book club that sure is not to your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen and joining me as always is my mom. Hi mom, how's it going? Hello Ellen, so so good. So so good. Um, so today we are going to chat about The Varley and the Voyeur by L.H. Causeway and Penny Reed. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? Okay, so what I've been reading, I listened to... Um, an Offer from a Gentleman, is that yes. the name of the book? <laughs> Which is Benedict's book in the Bridgerton series. It is. Um, listening to that book again, it made me remember he's kind of a dick in that book. He yeah. um, is pretty awful to her just because he's just like, you should be my, mitri- my mistress. And that, yeah. I mean, never even considered. Entertains the thought of, of like anything more. Anything better than that. Well. In his defense, it was the time, but still, it's like, we expect more of our... we expect better from our heroes. And he comes around in the end, but... He does. He was kind of diggy. But also, kind of only when it starts to become clear that maybe there's more to her. Well, and when his mom is like... um, I raised you better than (laughs) this. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Violet Bridgerton. Um, So I'm interested, as I'm reading these, I'm interested to see how these play out in the show. In the show, yeah. But, um, so I listened to that, and then I read The Marley and the Boyer. Um, I read more than you this week. I know, because you were really pushing it. I was really pushing it. (laughs) Well, okay, so I finished Marriage and Murder by Penny Reed. I started and finished, I guess, within the past week. Which is going to be my extra book this this week. Um, and I, so basically the theme of my reads this week is books that were way dirtier than I was expecting them to be. And what are books that are way dirtier? I'll take books that are way dirtier than I expect them to be, Alex. Um, yeah. Uh, so Marriage and Murder was one of those. Oh, um, so I've got that to look kept, forward to. I kept telling mom, I'm like, mom, Cletus and Jen are like mad horny in this one. And Well, he brought it out of her. She was this sweet little innocent thing. Yeah, but also like they get a little kinky in this one. (laughs) And you'll see what I mean. And those of you who have read it uh, know what I'm talking about. Um, I also, you know, because we talked about engagement and espionage um, on the show. When we had Chris Brinkley on also. Oh, Chris Brinkley was on the show. Our friend Chris Brinkley. Our, we're super good friends with Chris Brinkley. <laughs> In fact, when I was reading this one, I was like, Mom, I'm dying on Chris's behalf because I know. But the thing is, is most of the dirty talk is in Jen's POV. Uh. So, and I almost am like, I wonder if Penny did that for Chris. <laughs> I said, Ellen, just text Chris and say, oh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah. um, Okay, so we talked about engagement, espionage. Um, I will say I I think I enjoyed this one more in part because um, I enjoyed the mystery more in this one. Or it's it's a little bit more of an intriguing mystery. Okay. Um, Well, there's murder. It's not just chickens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. There's, yeah, there's some kind of crazy and... And I don't know. Mom doesn't know, but I'm like, but you also do know. I do know, and I do remember hints, and I know, I know Jen's mom is in trouble for it, but I can't remember who it is. But don't say anything, because I want to yeah, read it. It'll become clear once. Um, anyway, so. And don't say anything in your comments, people. Yeah. So, 
There is a thread that's going on on the group right now of like a kind of spoilery thread that I actually need to weigh in on because I said I would weigh in on it when I finished the book. Um, so yeah, obviously Penny Reed, I freaking loved it and it was great and Cletus and Jen forever and ever and <laughs> they're the best. And I just, you know, I love Cle- you know, Cletus gets a lot of love in the Penny Reed groups, but I have to say, I just love Jen. I know. And I know we've talked about this before, but I really like... Well, as I've gone back and reread some of those books, even her little showing up in, in earlier books, I'm like, ah, Jen. I know. I just love her. Um, okay. And then for some reason, I was, I finished that on Friday. Like Friday? Yeah. I finished that on Friday and um, I was like, I don't feel like reading Varley and the Voyeur. I want to read something else before. And for some reason, I picked a 500-page Lucy Score book. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but Makes my eyes bleed. I got an email saying that there was a new sc- Lucy Score release, and I looked at it on Goodreads, and it had, like, really good reviews. It has, like, a 4.7 or something like that on Goodreads. And so I was like, okay, I'll read this. And Holy crap. <laughs> it wasn't a Riley Thorne, huh? No. I mean, <laughs> I was telling mom, I'm like, because mom was like, well, maybe I'll read it. I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't read this book. And she's like, I've read Lucy Score before. I'm like, no. <laughs> you haven't read this Lucy Score. Lucy Score. Um, so it's called Forever Never by Lucy Score. And it's kind of romantic suspense, I would say, with like some small town mixed in. Um, basically the premise is that, um, there's this island in Michigan on like, like Erie or something. It is cold. (laughs) It's like this tourist, uh, destination during the summer, but there's like six months of frigid cold winter where they all just travel. more than six months. (laughs) Where they all just travel by snowmobile and things like that. And, um... So it's this kind of small community, and there's this grumpy what <laughs> um, a police sergeant that lives there, and there's a girl that grew up on the island, and she comes back, um, and she's kind of this like ray art of sunshine artist girl, but she's kind of obviously keeping this deep dark secret, oh. and he's always been in love with her. She's always been in love with him. And so he makes it, like, his mission to find out what's going on with her. Um, And, you know, they're both denying their feelings and all this stuff. Um, Until they stop denying their feelings. (laughs) And And then it hits the fan. And it turns out that some of their feelings include um, wanting and desiring domination and submission. Oh, wow. Stuff. (laughs) So... Um, if that sounds like it's up your alley, then I do highly recommend, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked the, um, kind of the romantic suspense-ness of it, and the setting was fun, and they were both good. Um, the, the sexiness kind of caught me off guard, because <laughs> it's far, like, steamier than any other Lucy score that I've read. Um... But yeah, if that sounds like something you want to uh, dabble in, then then this could be the book for you. Um, and then I read The Varley and the Voyeur, which 
spoiler alert, but that also fits into the theme of this of this week for me. Um, and I've even read this one, so you don't you would not think that it would catch me off guard. But I'm like, this is a lot dirtier than I remember it. Being. Well, I remember this whole series is a little because I remember the first one. I was like, I think Hey-o. I think L H Causeway brings out Penny Reed's <laughs> saucy side. Saucy side. <laughs> because I remember the one with Ronan was pretty because yeah. he was kind of was his kind of a dominatrix kind of thing i can't remember i can't remember but we'll, i remember we'll talk, it was... about, we'll talk about it we're getting ahead of ourselves okay sorry um what what have we been watching uh, murder shows murder, murder shows. shows we've I've been, been watching, watching murder, murder shows, shows. <laughs> and we've been singing that all week <laughs> um we have watched some murder shows we watched um well, we were watching one, and my dad, my dad is kind of a lightweight when it comes to the murder shows. And like, we watch one, and he's like, "Can we please watch something else?" And it's like, "Geez, I just don't like binging them." It's like, how else are we supposed to watch these? <laughs> Rude. Um, we also watched the new Netflix uh, documentary, "Murder Among the Mormons." We did watch that, and uh, we thought that one was pretty interesting, interesting and well done. Um, and we watched the season finale of One Division. We did, and it um, was off the hook. It was so good. We're like, we are nerds for the Marvel stuff, and we realize that we're nerds for the Marvel stuff when we have to explain everything that's ever happened in the MCU to my dad, <laughs> even though he's seen all the movies because he goes with me to see them all. He can't remember any of it. And I'm like, you were sitting right next to me when we watched this happy. Like, yeah, but I just don't remember this stuff. And I'm like. What is wrong with you? you? We obviously have different <laughs> priorities. Um, yeah, so, and to prepare for uh, Winter Soldier, Soldier Falcon. or Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier, we are going to rewatch all of the Captain America movies and then Infinity War and Endgame. So that he will remember. So that dad will remember. Because he what keeps the asking us questions on. and we look at him like, you have seen these movies before. And he's like, I can't remember. What happened when they all turned to ash? And it's like, like how oh. dare you? <laughs> anyway. uh, so that's what we've been up to. Now let's talk about The Varley and the Boyer. So today we're chatting about The Varley and the Boyer by L.H. Causeway and Penny Reed, a person who has made uh, many appearances. A, midge, a, a smidge of appearances on the on the podcast. Um, her books have. Her books her. have, yeah. <laughs> um, it is the fourth book in their rugby series. It is preceded by Hooker and the Hermit, Player and the Pixie, and Cad and the Coed. Um, and here is the back cover description. William Moore is a long way from home. A farm boy from Oklahoma, he's now the most well-respected member of the Irish rugby team. But... Appearances are often deceptive, and Will isn't the clean-cut, all-American good guy everyone imagines him to be. He's got a secret, one that will tarnish his reputation forever. Josie Cavanaugh is a self-proclaimed mess, but she's finally getting her sh uh, act together. She's set her sights on becoming a veterinarian, and there's one teeny-tiny road bump. Her living arrangements are coming to an abrupt end, leaving Josie homeless and in need of a job to pay her way through college. What he needs is a companion to keep him on the right path. What she needs is an apartment with free rent, don't we all? Will is convinced <laughs> Josie will make the perfect companion since she's brutally honest and basically just one of the guys. Josie is convinced she can ensure Will doesn't succumb to his voyeuristic proclivities by keeping a scrupulous eye on him. 
except what happens when the varlet is tempted by the voyeur and vice versa. Perchance something very volatile and vexing. So, mom, what did you think of that? That was some great alliteration in that description. We appreciate some alliteration. (laughs) Um, What did you think of the varlet and the voyeur? I liked this one. I really liked it. Not a lot. There were a couple things I had issues with, but I um, I really, really enjoyed it. I think I'll still give this. I think this series in general falls under a love for me because I just... I do like the whole series. Um, I think I'll still give this one, like, a love. I would say, yeah. I would say kind of a love. I There were just a few things that I had some issues with. Um, and, yeah, like I said, it kept with my theme this week, which I appreciated. Um, that being dirtier than I remember. <laughs> they, they do go a They little, get after it. They do. Australia. Australia. <laughs> That's the code word here. <laughs> no, the uh, code word was, what was it? Oh, combine, com- har- combine Harvester or Rolodex. <laughs> Rolodex. Um, okay, mom, what did you think of Josie as our heroine? Um, I liked Josie. I liked, she kind of bugged me in the beginning, but she kind of grew on me as the book wore on. Um. She was kind of like a hot mess at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and you might not remember, but she's not always the most, because she's in Eilish's book and um, Brian's, and she's not always the most likable in that book. So I remember when I read that book and found out that Josie was going to be in the next book with Will, I was kind of like, oh, Josie, really? With Will? Because we've always liked Will. He's always been like the quiet, stoic, good guy. Yeah. Um, you know, which we find out. <laughs> He's got a dark He's side. He's got a little bit of a kink to him. Um, but, uh, but then reading this one, I just, I really, I really loved her in this. She's... Well, I did, because she kind she just kind of bugged me in the beginning because I was just like, oh, just shut up already, girl. And, and she kind of felt that way about herself that, yeah. but, um. Uh, but she grows on me as the book goes on. And see, and... I don't. I I liked all of her foot and mouth. Um, and if anything, like she, she kind of in the beginning, she maybe comes off a little bit um, flighty. Yeah, but I with her whole like talking all the time, I found that really charming. <laughs> well, and... and like I said, it, it grew on me, and I and I. And I can kind of relate to, like, foot and mouth, and, um... I have never said something that I (laughs) regretted later. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I was gonna say, I think all of us can, to a certain degree, relate to that, especially when put in, like, weird social situations. When you get nervous, or... Yeah. Um, But I I found her very delightful throughout. Um, You know, they both kind of make some decisions that I'm like, oh my gosh, come on, guys. Um, (laughs) But I I I really enjoyed spending a book with her. She's I I just like all of her jibber jabbering, and you know when she's like, you are a sexy male. (laughs) (laughs) That whole scene was pretty funny. Yeah, but um. yeah, I, at the beginning, in the beginning of the book, I was like, oh, oh girl, oh, it was cringy sometimes, but then it kind of grew on me after a while. Yeah, like an awkward girl who has a dog and lives with her parents, I... Well, and I love how he's like this stoic, quiet guy, and then she moves into his house and she just like rambles on all the time. 
<laughs> talks constantly. Um, okay, what did you think of Will as our hero? Yes, please. <laughs> um, I liked Will, and even with his kink, I think he was... Well, it's like she says, she's like, it's the most moral way he could possibly be kinky <laughs> Well, and it's ever. not even... I mean, I guess it's kind of a kink. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think there's any red-blooded men that are going to be like, uh, I, I don't want to watch people watch people have sex. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> well, and that's why I was like, and the fact, well, we can talk about more of this as we go on because there's stuff I want to say, but I'm um, sure you have questions. Yeah, I think Will is pretty swoony. He's not grumpy, but they both do kind of fall into that category of kind of stoic guy with the he's kind of grumpy, but he's um just kind of, yeah like. Stoic. He's like quiet and, um, you know, likes to have things a certain way. Yeah. And she's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. What, what did you make of his tendencies? That's my next um, question. You know, done in the privacy of your own home, I really don't care what you do. So I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I don't know that the media thing would have been as big a deal as this book makes it out to be. I don't think, even if he paid for prostitutes, I think that would have been a one-day blip on the media circuit yeah. and then forgotten. Especially for an athlete. But I think... And I don't think they would camp outside his apartment for weeks on end. I mean, they might just to get pictures of him because he's a celebrity, but I well, don't know that they and would. I think it's... I think what they said in the beginning where, you know... The guys were like, if it had been me in my, like, heyday, uh, nobody would have cared. But because he's got this kind of, like, good boy reputation. Yeah. So maybe if, like, it, we could equate it to, like, a Tom Brady or somebody who's kind of got, like, a more of an all-American boy reputation, it would be kind of a bigger deal, which seems unfair. But, um... But yeah, so I kind of bought into that a little bit and that it's like um, prostitutes and all this thing. The other thing I don't fully comprehend is how much people care about rugby players over there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I think it's probably, it's like, probably like soccer players somewhere else. But I mean, it's a bigger sport over there than it is here, yeah. obviously. I mean, yeah. that's why he had to go there. Yeah. But, um, and I, you know... I get that it would have been a media thing, but I don't know that it would have lasted for weeks on end. I don't think that it's something that would have... But, you know, it did promote this. It did make the story yeah. go along, so... Yeah. And um, I kind of wish that we got to... And I don't know if it's just because I was kind of speed reading this one because I started it today, this morning. <laughs> like, at noon. Um, but uh, I kind of wish we explored the why of his, I don't know, like, with it being such a big thing of the story, because he kind of had a lot of hang-ups with relationships and, and sex, sex and... and all this stuff, and it's, it's explained, but I didn't necessarily, like, think enough, and... Well, it was explained as something that a bazillion people in the world have gone through themselves, like a breakup and, you know, yeah. he didn't want to have sex with someone unless it was in a relationship, you know, a committed relationship. And and it just seemed, okay, but not everybody in the world turns to that kind of a 
thing. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because not everybody in the world has the money that he has. Well, the money, and I. Well, think... he said he didn't pay for it though. He no. said he never paid for it. Yeah. And but I but he talks about how a big part of why he doesn't like want to get in relationships is because of like the power dynamics between him being famous and people that he dates not being famous and um and I think we're supposed to draw that maybe like his childhood and the way he's brought up kind of leads into some of that but I don't know how so yeah. um I don't know if I was misinterpreting that so I I kind of because his reasoning for this stuff is kind of convoluted at least that was right. where I was kind of coming down on it. And um, and so I wish it had been kind of, like, explained to, more. Well, to me, it, I don't even know why it needed to be explained. All, a gazillion, most guys would like to sit and watch people. I mean, I guess not most guys. But, I mean, it's a thing that people probably like but to like do. The, or there wouldn't be a porn industry. I, I mean, that that's his thing and he, like, avoids sex. That's yeah. more of a, like... Oh, that's interesting and different. Than well, and they people. never did, like, does he pleasure himself while he's watching this? I don't understand. They never did kind of go into that well, aspect of it. Well, I think because that's not, like, the cutest look in the world, but I don't know. I don't know either. So, it just seemed like a question that Josie would have asked. Yeah, because she was asking all sorts of questions. All sorts of questions. Bless her. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so if if I were to have a quibble with this book, I think that's what it would be. And it kind of carries on... Um, it kind of carries on into some of the other components of the story. So what did you think of Australia? <laughs> Australia. Because <laughs> I like how Josie says, sex. Yeah. <laughs> and that, she, she finds that so charming. She can't say sex out loud. Um, uh, Australia was a little nuts. So, yeah. So they kind of decide to enter this friends with benefits situation. Which never works out. Yeah. I don't know why anyone it's, ever thinks it well, especially in these books. It's like these people have never read a romance novel. <laughs> uh, so they're like, we're going to do this friends with benefits thing. They set all these ground rules and it's like no kissing. They're not going to be relationshipy. It's just going to be sex and, you know, this kind of stuff. And they're only going to do it when they're in Australia for one of his games things. Um, so this is another component which felt a little convoluted to me. The friends with benefits, like all of their reasonings for only doing friends with benefits, I'm like, wait, if A plus B equals... Well, because she even said, why don't we just date and see how that... And he's like, no, no, I don't want to date you because... Because you can't have sex with someone you're dating. It did, yeah. It, yeah. It was very convoluted because he yeah. couldn't have sex with someone he was dating unless they were in a committed relationship. But she wasn't ready to commit. commit. And it's like, can't we find some freaking compromise here, you guys? <laughs> like, oh, it just seemed... Okay, so essentially, though, what they were doing was dating and having sex. So why can't you just call it dating and continue doing what you're doing? I mean, yeah. he, he wants marriage and love, like, right out of the gate. And it's like, dude, dude. <laughs> give yeah. the girl a little bit of a, you know, give her a hot minute to figure all that out before you. Well, and I do like that. Um, I think it's Brian who tells him later, like, just chill out, man. Yeah. Like He's like, well, how can I get her to marry me? And he's like, well, first of all, you don't have to get her to marry you right now. So just relax. Yeah, like, this is what 
dating and relationships are is just, you know, yeah, kind of seeing it through and trusting that, you know, you're going to be what she wants down the line and, you know, hoping for the best. That's yeah. all any of us can do. So, yeah, he was a little crazy mixed up. Yeah. Um, but Australia, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they get after it. And like I said, more so than I remember. Um, but yeah, so that's, so. And here's another, this is just another quibble I had. So she's living with him. And first of all, you know, she has her pleasure device in the shower. It's called a dildo. Fine. <laughs> I'm where we're <laughs> That's, you saying pleasure device is worse somehow? Dildo Daggins. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, she, so she has that in the shower, which to me is, that's a little weird to just keep it out in the shower in some guy's house. Okay. But then she goes and showers. And doesn't, who doesn't lock a door, for heaven's sake? <laughs> well, I mean, like, in the, because the, the understanding that I had was it's like, it's a bathroom in her room, right? I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I was misinterpreting that. Maybe I was misinterpreting it. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, stay out of my freaking bathroom, man. Yeah, well, if it's in her room, that's a little more understandable. But... I thought it was like in the hallway just because the way he described that he went and stood in front of her bathroom door and then walked in and I was just like anyway anyway we're if I was just living with some random dude I think I would lock a door when you're regardless <laughs> masturbating in the shower <laughs> next time I'm staying with someone and I'm masturbating in the shower well if I am locking that if door I'm staying with Will Moore <laughs> And there's a chance that, oh, no, you walk in, sorry. <laughs> then maybe I, I wouldn't, but I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> um, or the other one was when she walks into his room in her underwear to get him to help her pick a dress. Yeah, <laughs> like, that who was, would do that? Yeah, that was silly. <laughs> but it furthered the plot, which is, it did. you know. It and, did. And it's sort of believable with her just because she's so... Oh, we're girlfriends. Yeah, and she's so, like, kind of flighty and yeah, whatever that it's like, yeah, I guess if anybody's going to do it, it would be someone like her. Well, I think it went along with her whole girlfriend thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, let's talk about the conflict, which when you finished, you said that it's kind of nebulous. Well, it was... I mean, there was definitely conflict there obviously the thing that is the thing is is the conflict happens like earlier than you expect right it to. well that and plus the whole book because i thought the book was going to be longer because there's excerpts from one of penny's read yeah penny's book and one so it ends the whole book ends at like 91 percent in the book so i was expecting more but for some reason i was thinking that there was because they kind of resolved their communication issues mm-hmm and then I thought there was going to be some major thing with Aideen or... Yeah. I I just was in my mind remembering that something went down and she said something. She ended up having to... I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking she had Aideen say something in front of the press. Got her to say something in front of the press. But... Probably just getting books mixed up. Uh, probably getting right. books mixed up. Mixed up. But I thought there was going to be some other major conflict. Well... So the conflict is them breaking up in Australia, and the resolution is kind of Aideen showing up. And I kind of, throughout, had the conflict B 
being caused by Aideen. Like, that's what I was thinking was going to, or I remembered happening. Right. And obviously I remembered incorrectly. Um, but, yeah, so that she kind of, like, brings about the resolution when she shows up because she gets him to confess. Right. Like, the feelings. That he loves her. Um, so, yeah, so the, I mean, so the conflict is them breaking up, which is, is one of those moments where you're like, come on, guys, like, <laughs> just, just talk this out yeah. and don't be dumb. Yeah. Because, you know, they break off their friends with benefits things because they're both catching feelings and... Well, they're both, like, honest to a fault. However, they can't come out and explain to each other that, uh, you know, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm starting to have feelings for you. I mean, that's all you have to say. And if... Because they're... Both of them had the fear of, well, what if they don't feel the same? They both had the exact same fear. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if they say, well, I'm not feeling it yet, then it's just like, okay, well, then let's just go on living like we were. I mean... That's the adult way to handle it. I know, but you know how. I know. And that was my only little quibble was just that whole thing. You know, I always have communication issues. But um, anyway, that was. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you see why I thought the, the conflict was kind of. Yeah. And. Pretty mute. Well, and like, so when Aideen shows up and it's just, and that's when he confesses he loves her and that's when they like get back together and all that stuff it was like oh okay so the conflict was them breaking up okay (laughs) and so it kind of like threw me for a little bit of a loop and I'm not sure if it was just because yeah like because it happened percentage wise earlier than I was expecting it to or what was going on well then the story just kind of ends and it it just seemed like I don't know it just kind of seemed like it ended yeah short well and I mean yeah but there's still a lot of time spent after that with them, you know, yeah. making up and... Yeah, they did. They did do that. Doing that. <laughs> doing that stuff. Like it's a epilogue, echo, epilogue, epilogue. Well, because it's kind of got like the epilogue for them and then the epilogue for the series and then... Right. You know. Um, speaking of, what did you... From what you remember about the series, do you remember where this one falls for you? Um... I'm trying to think which one I thought was my favorite. I think the one with, um, is it Lucy and Sean? Where she, is that the one yes. where she has to teach him? Because he's like a bat, he's bad at sex. and The she player has, in the pixie. Yeah, and she has to teach him how to be good at sex. Yeah. And that is, so I read, I read the first two because they were out. And then the third and fourth were not out when I started the series. And so I really remember loving the player in the pixie, which is the second one. Um... And then looking at my Goodreads, I had given Cat and the Coed five stars, which is oh, kind I, of rare. I didn't for look me. at my Goodreads. Um, and so I do remember that one too. I remember he was like a super player, and then um, and they had a secret baby, and then he found out she had a baby. Yeah. Um, and I do remember liking that one a great deal. Yeah, I do remember liking that one too. I just remember really liking Lucy's character with her colored hair and everything. Yeah. And I liked, um, I liked because Ronan and Sean like were. Like yeah. enemies, yes. arch enemies, and yeah. then Lucy's Ronan's sister. And um, so, so when they hook up, it's a lot of. Yeah. So there's a lot of tension. Yeah. So I just remember really liking that book. Um, so I, I don't remember exactly where this one would fall, but I don't think it was my favorite, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. Likewise. Um, yeah. I think if I remember correctly, like Player in the Pixie is probably my favorite of the series. 
Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy the whole series. Um, and so I recommend it to anybody that just read this book or whatever. Um, I, I think that if you enjoyed this one, the, the and they do the like mesh together well because yeah, because it's like this one co- was able to be read as a standalone, but it's well, it's the four rugby player guys, and then Ronan hooks up with Annie. Well, and the other thing I remember is that um, you know, book one and book two are pretty tied together because did Broderick and Ophelia ever get a, a book? There's a comment about that in the listener comments, so okay, we'll, we'll get to that. Um. But also, book two, like, really leads into book three. So I would think that this might be, like, the only one that you should read as a standalone. And the other three should all be read together. But but Ronan hooks up with Annie. And then Sean hooks up with Ronan's sister. And then and Eilish was friends. Cousins Co- with... Some, yeah, cousins with... Uh, Sean, Sean, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so they all kind of blend together. Yeah. And then... Josie is friends with, with Eilish, Eilish. Eilish. And so she shows up in that book. Um, anyway, yeah. Okay, let's talk about sex, baby. Even though we kind of already have. And it's, it all takes place in Australia. Not all of not it. Not all of it. Yes, <laughs> they do get it. They get on it once they figure out their they, crap. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. If anything, <laughs> this is going to sound inappropriate but what if anything i kind of like maybe just because his whole thing is voyeurism and so i kind of thought like that would play more of a role in well, there he did like looking in the mirror a lot like he liked watching her in the mirror a lot while, well, while things were going down once and then he does then like you know he kind of has the go over there and touch yourself thing moment <laughs> Um, well, I thought that it would be more, like, I thought he had some kind of a hang, he had more hang up. I thought the sex would be a little more, um. That it would take a little more coaxing? Not, I don't know about coaxing, but, like, working together to work through stuff. His more. stuff. I know, and that's, yeah. Um, and that's, and I think, I, cause I thought the same thing, and so I think that's kind of why I wanted a better understanding of, like, where all of his hangups were coming from. Because it's like, okay, well, you have no problem, like, just jumping right into it. But, like, it's been a thing for some reason for the past seven years. So, yeah. like, what's that about? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I kind of thought that, you know, him being known for being a voyeur. Known. But everybody, yeah. everybody knows what a <laughs> per- pervert is. It would be more of a thing, but maybe that's what makes it kind of more special between them is that, like, he doesn't need to fall back on that. I don't or know. With her? I don't know. Um, okay, what was your swooniest moment? I think the the moment when I was like, oh, is when um, he's yelling at Aideen and he said, I can't love you. I love someone else. That is good. And then... Um, and then I also like when they go up to the apartment and he's just acting like nothing happened. And she's like, who are you in love with? It's me, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm so pissed at you. You're a coward. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, I'm picking the double date. The double date is good. Where he's just like seething the whole time that every time Broderick touches her. But then also like Ophelia and Broderick obviously have something. Well, and then Broderick. And they're also kind of like. They, it's like Broderick and Ophelia understand that Will and, and yeah. Josie have something. 
And Broderick is just, like, messing with him almost, yeah, you know, know yeah. when he's... Well, Bro- and Broderick, you remember, like, works with Annie. Right. And he kind of shows up throughout the series, too. And so he's been kind of a background character in the series as well. Um, but, yeah, I really like that. And then when they just both get a little drunk and get out on the dance floor and... And go <laughs> at it. And then get fish and chips and, you know... I do. It was, um, like, her rule about not kissing, which I don't understand. But anyway, she has this rule about not kissing while they're in Australia. And so then when they finally get to kiss, that was kind of cute, That is good. And where he's just like, yes, and they just, like, attack each other for (laughs) the whole session. She said, we wasted a lot of time not kissing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, we're going to take a quick little break. um, And when we come back, we are going to hear from some of you about what you thought about Barley and the Voyeur. So stay with us. Hi, No Yomos. Ellen here with yet another recommendation for you. I'm so generous. Uh, you know that mom and I are always on the lookout for good Western recommendations and good romantic suspense recommendations. And today's pick just happens to be a Western romantic suspense. It's the latest release from Lindsay McKenna and it's called Courage Under Fire. And it's not that Meg Ryan movie. Um, here is the... Uh, description for this book. It says, Seeking an escape from her dark past, Krissa Taylor heads to Silver Creek to build a new life. For Carrie, landing a job at a historic ranch just outside town is a dream come true and a chance to put her beekeeping expertise to work. Not only does she feel at home in the ruggedly beautiful landscape, but she's intensely drawn to rancher Chase Bishop, whose strong, steadfast nature quiets her unease. Maybe here she can finally be more than a hunted woman fleeing a vengeful killer a man who's been after her nearly all her life. Chase didn't dare open his heart again after losing his first love until Carrie entered his life. Her gentle beauty and nurturing spirit call to him like no other. So when her enraged stepbrother breaks out of prison and comes prowling around Chase's ranch, the former Marine goes into full protective mode, offering Carrie the shelter of his home. But as the murderer's deadly threats draw ever closer, suddenly Chase is calling on his own killer instincts, knowing he will stop at nothing to keep safe the woman who has captured his soul. Now, I don't know about you, but I love an overprotective, rugged rancher. So if you do too, join me in checking out Courage Under Fire by Lindsay McKenna, now available wherever your favorite romance books are sold. And it's got beekeeping, so what's not to love? Welcome back. Okay, so now is our favorite part of the show when we get to hear from you guys on what you thought of the book. Um, so first we have Sarah. She says, this is my first Penny Reed book. Sarah? What? You need to rectify that, girl. <laughs> um, she says, I don't know why, but I was expecting something closed door. Um, I would say that other Penny Reed books are much more closed door than this one is, by far. Well, except for are, are Marriage closed. and Murder. <laughs> none of them are closed, closed door. No, 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 no. But... but- they're, most of them are tamer than this tamer than by this. And far. a lot of them, yeah, and more um, uh, slow burn sometimes, I would say. Not always, but. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not Dwayne and Jessica. No. There's his first chapter one. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Sarah continues. I loved how socially awkward Josie was. I loved how taciturn William was. You knew if he was speaking, he had something to say. I felt the characters had really good chemistry. I'm not a fan of the get it out of our system sex pact trope. It was like, it was a like, but not a love for me. Yeah. 
And I think as romance readers, sometimes the sex has a, you know, the sex pact trope is um, just because we know it's not going to work. It never works. <laughs> silly, it, they need to read a book. Silly billies. It, it's silly billies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is so tangential. But mom and I watched the Golden Globes last week, and that was by far the best joke of the Golden Globes was um, uh, Amy Poehler introducing one of the presenters, and she says, former masketeer and resident silly Billy, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and the best part is his face when he's walking out looking at her like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so mom and I have been using the phrase silly, silly Billy. Billy a lot this week. Um, okay, so tangential. But next we have Jennifer, who says, the player in the pixie was my favorite from that series. Mm, mm. Rugby. Um Yes, mm, rugby, and I would agree with that. Uh, Sarah says, it's been a while since I've read the series, but I remember I really enjoyed it. This was one of my least favorite out of the four, but still a fun read. Penny and LH make a great writing t- team. They really do. They do. And I don't, you can I don't tell, know how they do that. I know. I, we've shit. talked about this before, and I always am curious. Well, it, did, to... Didn't we even ask Penny about it when we were talking I with her? I think we did, yeah. And I, I don't remember the answer, but... Um... But you can tell that their sensibilities. I think uh, I think L.H. Causeway maybe brings the steam, the steam a little bit more. Oh um, yeah, you just read murder and that's ma- true. marriage, marriage and um, murder. But um, you can tell their sensibilities are very similar because it all feels very fluid. penny yeah. and yeah, very fluid. Yeah. Um, Cassie says, this was a reread for me. I loved this series, but this one was my least favorite in the series. I still liked it, but I liked the others more. I love L.H. Causeway and would love to see one of her solo books on the podcast in the future. Uh, She says, Still Life with Strings and the Heart series are my favorites by her. Um, I read the first in the Heart series, but I think that might be my only solo L.H. Causeway book that I've read. I don't think I've read any of hers, but only maybe these. I've read more. You guys know I can't keep track of all the books I've read. <laughs> um, Jess says, I liked this book. I didn't read the earlier books in this in this series, but I think uh, the book was good as a standalone. It took me a while to get into the book, but I ended up really enjoying Josie and Will and seeing their connection and chemistry. I love that Josie was a socially awkward ball of sunshine, and I loved that Will was a big softie with deep feelings. Two things that I was a bit disappointed about. One, not enough rugby. Those rugby players in their short shorts and hot and I are hot. And I would have loved for the sport to figure more into the story. Um, read the rest of the series. Yeah, because I think it does. It do, they do have more games. Yeah. And... Um, and then she says, oh, Jess says, two, not enough voyeurism? Yeah. Uh, there's the one scene between Will and Josie that is fire, but I thought that aspect would play more into the actual story given the title and not just something that Will enjoyed in the past. Yeah. I, I well, and I think agree. that, I think that, and this is just going to sound weird, but I think one of the problems I had is the whole idea that he needed to get over this, like it was... He kept talking like he wasn't ashamed of it and he wasn't, but then it it kept feeling like something he was trying to get over when, you know, like I said, what you do in your room by yourself, I mean, knock yourself out. And I think he wanted to get over it, not because he was ashamed that that was something he was into, but because it had gone wrong with the Gallaghers. And, um, and so that he just didn't want to, 
Well, and it was ruining his but, and I think, chances and I, with the foundation and everything. So. Yeah, and I think that that's why I kind of wanted it to figure more into their own personal, you know, yeah. bedtime play. Because it's like, yeah, that's, do you, like, that's fine, <laughs> but, you know. And it sounds like she would have been into it, so. Yeah, and, I, and so I think I would have kind of liked if they found a way to incorporate it in a way where it wasn't ruining anybody's marriage. Um, yeah, it was just them. Yeah. Just, they were both consenting adults. Yeah, and just something that they get to get up to together. And I think I would have liked I guess that. the thing where he watches her do herself, I guess that's yeah, and part I think, of it. And that, that was pretty, like just said, pretty <laughs> fire. Um, Tiernan says, I almost DNF'd, but I kept going and thought it was cute, and I loved Josie. Um, it does kind of take a while to get moving there in the beginning. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, and I might have fallen asleep a little bit when I... What? <laughs> when I was starting it. Um, Catherine asks, is there a follow-up book with the singer? Because she's obviously going to get together with that other guy. Um, and Jen answered, yes, there is a novella called Songbird that is found in Christmas in the City, an anthology of novellas by romance authors, which we own somewhere, I think. We do. Um, it's about somewhere. how Broderick discovers Ophelia. I think Penny Reed said that if she ever teams up with L.H. Cosway again, they'd write a full book for Broderick and Ophelia. And Raquel added, I tweeted Penny Reed and L.H. Causeway about this, and Penny replied, we definitely want to write this story. We love Broderick and Ophelia and other stuff. I OVS fangirl just the fact that Penny took the time to reply. Fingers crossed there will be a book for them, but who knows when. Yeah, I was... When I, I was thought reading, I'd heard there was a novella, but I couldn't remember where it was. Yeah. Um, I was pretty sure when I was reading, I'm like, I feel like there's something that got written about them. Um, but yeah, I was thinking, like, there needs to be a book about yeah. these two, obviously. Yes. Um, like-minded Lori said, this was just a like for me. Definitely not my favorite in this series. I liked Will quite a bit in the previous books and was maybe a little let down by his story. Partly because his ability to, to twist and bend his rules didn't match up with what I felt like I knew about him. And partly because I had a hard time warming to Josie as our heroine. She did Eilish sort of dirty in the previous book. Although I eventually came around on her here. I did feel like Josie was totally justified in not wanting to confess that she had fallen in love. Seeing as Will had been so hurt and upset that Aideen broke the rules by declaring her feelings... I don't think Josie was wrong to be guarded and hesitant to tell him how she felt. See, now that's a good reason that I don't think was talked well, about enough. <laughs> and I was okay with Josie feeling uncomfortable telling him. And because, you know, there is the power dynamic that he mentioned before. Yeah. And because, you know, he's her living arrangement. And yeah. you don't want to screw that her up. Her employer, yeah. for lack of a um, But I was less convinced by his reasoning why not to say something to her. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I would agree. And I will also say, you know, when she's talking about Josie and Will, I think maybe this reread was aided by not remembering exactly how I felt about them prior to going right. into this book. Um, because, like I said, I think I liked Josie a lot more on this reread. And um, I think I didn't have, like, the expectations that I had for Will going into it because I didn't remember exactly <laughs> how I what felt about, about how it all went down before. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I didn't remember much about the series until I started reading this, and then it started all kind of coming yeah, back to me likewise. as they mentioned other things. Um, 
Lori continues, um, but I say ugh to the lack of communication. I felt the whole voyeurism aspect of the story was really pretty tame. William was upfront about it, unashamed, and owned it. The fact that he was so upstanding about how he dealt with the fallout was in keeping with his character, as was his reasons for his choice to practice voyeurism in the first place. In the end, I was a little disappointed about certain facets of the story, but I liked other aspects of the book in ways that surprised me. Um, thanks for that, Lori. And then, um, at Bookworm Con Enye, E-N-I-E, it's like the tilde over an N. Um, she, on Twitter, she said, this is my second favorite from the rugby series. Tons of chemistry, and I love how both, they both grow up in this story. Josie is such a fun character, and her parents are a hoot. Her parents, I did like when her parents show up and they're just, how dare you? <laughs> um, I wasn't a fan during the thing with Eilish, but uh, couldn't stay mad once she got William to all the sexiness. Yes. She does do that. Um, Raquel, who was the person who put this, you know, on the poll and got it, you know, fought for it to get on the list. She says, okay. I was the one who suggested this title for the spring list. First, I need to clarify that I began this book, this series on book two, Sean, and then read books three, Brian, four, Will, and finished with book one. Um, I hadn't read book one when the poll came out, so I had to consider which other book in the series to suggest. TBH, I didn't think it would get picked because they're a bit old and many have already read them. It's true, but a lot of people like when we have older books because they're easier to get from the library. <laughs> well, that and I think if it's something they've read before, they can still listen to the episode without feeling yeah. like they're spoiling the book. Yeah. Um, I automatically discarded book three because I know many are not fond of the specific trope in that story. And while I loved the player in the pixie, I thought the characters were too related to the ones from the first book. All this to say to everyone who has read all four, four books, I totally get it if the Varley and the Boyer is not your favorite in the series. Um, I absolutely loved the series as a whole and each of the stories, couples, MCs had something unique and special about them. Perhaps what I like best of this series is that all of the characters are somehow flawed and imperfect or struggling with stuff. Shyness, social anxiety, recovering from addiction, voyeurism, you name it. Plus the steam is not too bad either. To me, Varley is the one that works best as a standalone. I would I would agree with, with that. that. And there's something so sweet about Will that made me really, really like him. I found the voyeurism background quite interesting, although I agree with the other commenter who said there wasn't enough voyeurism in the present. Anyways, I'm so glad so many no-yomos liked the series. And if this was your first time reading it, I hope Varley can be your gateway drug to the works of the magical writing duo L.H. Causeway and Penny Reed. There's a bunch of hunky rugby players where Will came from. The cat and the co-ed the, is... The most rugby-ish of them all. That locker room. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, that's I because really, right, Eilish works at the, in the locker room. Yeah. I really hope we'll eventually get a book for Broderick and Ophelia. Their story in the Christmas anthology is a great start. P.S. Sorry, Mom, if this book wasn't very mom-friendly. It's not, but Mom had already read it, so that's not on you. <laughs> so you needn't feel bad. <laughs> she read that on her own. Um, and I think when you read it, it had been long enough since I had read it, that I did not remember. Because I think they were all out when I, when I read the, yeah. The, yeah. the series. Yeah. Or at least close to being out. Maybe this one was just coming out. Um, Aida said, William is such a book boyfriend. I can't remember much of the story as I chose to read Marriage and Murder, but I love it when the couple is composed by a silent, awkward, and blabbering awkward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's a good, I like that. 
Finally, Megan said, I reread this series last year and it's definitely a love for me. Something that I remember sticking with me about this book was the way the authors were able to turn me around on the heroine because she's so unlikable in the previous book. This one is fun, but the player in the pixie was definitely my favorite in the series. Sean is just so awful. His fall is priceless. Talk about deconstruction of the alpha. Yeah, and that's what I really remember liking about that one quite a lot. Um, Okay. And, um, so that's what y'all thought about the Varley and the Boyer. Mom, final thoughts on this book. Final thoughts. And now, final thoughts. <laughs> um, I, I like this book. I, well, I love the series. I like this book. I, I want to go watch some rugby. Yeah. I, I do. Every time I read one of these books, I'm like, I really need to get into rugby. <laughs> I don't know that we live in the best place to get into rugby, um, but I don't know. Go read the Harris Brothers by Amy Dawes and then do soccer instead. Yeah. Um, speaking of dominating. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my final thoughts um, are we've kind of been over it, but um, I, I think I quibble is I wanted more context for what was going on with Will because he had some issues that I felt like needed clearing up. Um, but, uh, overall I thought it was fun and, um, and I thought that his, his upbringing with, without a lot of, um, affection in his family, I thought that might come into play, but it never really, I mean, maybe that's part of it, but that it never really talks about that. tie was never explored. was never made. Yeah. Um, but I really love Josie in this book, not so much in the third book. Um, and yeah, I just thought, and the steam, I mean, apparently steam was the theme. <laughs> oh, look at you. Oh my gosh. Um, so I, you know, I need to go take a cold shower, basically. Is, is... Well, now I really want to read Marriage and Murder, so we better wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I got some reading today. Apparently we need to do that. Um, okay, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Varley and The Voyeur by L.H. Causeway and Penny Reed. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at Not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com so if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read we'd love to hear from you on march 15th we will be discussing a lady's formula for love by elizabeth everett Um, remember you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show And we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're so welcome, Ellen. I will see you next time. Next next time. And other times (laughs) in between then. All right. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.